for? What in your life do you need new for? What in your life do you, do you need to be made new? And be thinking, or of your friends' lives, or your spouse's life, things that maybe are dead. Or another way to look at it is eggs have, a or have potential, potential for life, and they hatch. And so you want Hashem to hatch all of your potential. What, what, what potential in me is not there yet? And what have I not accessed yet? And help me to hatch that and mature that potential into what it's meant to be. So that's another cool. Yeast. Yeast represents growth and expansion because mm -hmm. you know, yeast rises and it, it's the thing that makes the bread puffy and puffy and rise and expand. And so in our own lives, we want to be expanding and constantly growing and, and looking for that growth and expansion. And also rising to our full potential. Are we rising to mm -hmm. our calling? Are we rising um, to our calling? Sugar is pretty easy. Sugar is sweet, and so sugar reminds us of the blessings of life, and um, it shows pain in our life that makes things sweet. Also, you can think of it as faith, because um, with enough, with a proper amount of faith, anything that you come across in life can be made sweet if you have faith in sugar. And so that's, that's pretty easy sugar. And salt, this was cool. Um, salt. Uh, you have it in a much smaller measure than you have sugar. Because you usually have like a cup of sugar and you have just a teaspoon of salt. And salt represents discipline and um, correction. And while, while it's necessary and you need that in your life, you always want to be mindful to be, be more sweet, to be more kind, mm -hmm. be more generous people than you are criticizing and mm -hmm. you know, judgmental mm -hmm. and all that. <coughs> yeah, discipline and criticism. So there's been a custom when you're measuring yourself out, you would shake a little off the top because you, for as much as we need this, you always want to be mindful that I need this, but I can all I can always be more favorable to somebody and be more generous to somebody instead of criticism. I think of that scripture that says like like your words be seasoned. Is it seasoned with salt? I think so. So maybe that that kind of means to be careful and then you know it's it's the truth and love type thing, yeah. and to kind of reserve something. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's even salt kills yeast. Yeah. So you have to be careful not to add it at the same time, but to wait until there's a buffer, mm -hmm. or you will keep your yeast from rising and expanding the dough. Yeah. You actually, you, you add sugar to your yeast to help it rise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, feeds it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, feeds it. Yeah, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. Another mm -hmm. way to look at salt is mm -hmm. purification. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, a lot of us may be taking salt baths and respecting salt and all that kind of stuff. Salt draws out the periods that see whatever it helps to pull out all those toxins that are inside of us. And so in the same way we want to be asking that Hashem when we put our salt in our batter, what are the toxins in our lives? What are toxic relationships? How purifying you these things? Um, so these are all thoughts that you can be thinking to really connect to the spiritual aspect and make color. And the last one is oil, and this one was, this was cool. It was for mothers to be able to make rakala, and so um, oil is for anointing. We would anoint kings, you know, our, our kings and everything, and so there's a tradition that every mother, she's pouring in her oil, she goes ahead and mentally, you know, prays for all of her children and anoints them with the Shem's, you know, anointing, mm -hmm. the Shem's presence in their life, 
seven ingredients, but really there's actually eight ingredients. Is it vanilla? No. I just have a secret. No, I guess we've all had different colors in people's houses, and we've all experienced that. And the net color is never the same. Color never actually tastes the same. Even for new to meet you, you use the same recipe, whatever. It always kind of comes out a little bit different. for very long. Um, and so this acidification uh, knows she was like uh, she was at her friend's house when she had this challah and she's like oh my gosh this challah is amazing can you give me the recipe? And so she goes home and she makes the challah and it just it's not the same and she's like she calls her friend and says you must have left something out because it's, it's not the same and you're exactly deciding all the same and her friend's like no uh, I gave you the right recipe. Like, if you follow it, then you should. It should be the same. And so, it goes to show that there's a, there's an eighth ingredient. No matter what you, no matter how consistent you are with the physical ingredients of color, there's an eighth ingredient, which is our um, what we're putting into our color spiritually. And are we are we being attentive to the mitzvah of color itself? And are we are we uh, are we thinking that? So, if the eighth ingredient is unique to everybody. Without putting in a bit of ourself <laughs> from that week. <laughs> That's the 
special ingredient. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Do you have um, a reason? Same, same, same ingredients, it's the same grade, 
And so you're, you're doing this ancient tradition and mitzvah that is just really, really powerful. And so, okay, so that was, I said over here, what's, what is the mitzvah challah? The mitzvah itself is actually not making the challah, it's separating a piece of the challah. And so in order to do this, there's actually a couple things we need to cover real quickly. Um, some requirements, and these are, these are rabbinic requirements, so take really this. But um, the first is they ask that the flour that you use be one of the, one of these five grains. It could be barley, rye, oats, wheat, or spelt. Um, and then the at least second, the majority. At least, yeah, yeah, you're right. At least the majority. So, um, and then the second would be that there has to be at least twelve cups of flour in your batch of kala, which is a little kala because we usually do probably like eight cups or something. Um, so I did I did 12 cups a day, and it, it wasn't as much like lemon spicy, but yeah, so 12 cups of flour and three cups of water are usually the ratio. And then the third is that the majority of liquid has to be water. So if you're using three cups for your batch, you know, one cup could be milk, but two other cups would need to be water or whatever. You have to, water would have to outweigh. And so those are just some uh, rabbinical requirements for actually making the cookie acceptable to actually make, separate and make the muscle. And so when we separate the dough, we have just stepped into the perfect time to have a conversation with Hashem. Like this, we're about, we're, we're about to make an offering to Hashem. Like this is our kind of place to um, have one-on-one -on -one time with Hashem. And so you just have this kind of spiritual walkthrough of things in your life, the people in your life, praying for people, being thankful for things, and being introspective, and now it's time to reiterate some of those requests and really get close to Hashem with this personal prayer right before you bless the um, the dough. And so she had a cool example of it's like your best friend, you're calling your best friend, and she's on the you're on the phone, and she's in the kitchen making dinner, and her kids are with her. And so you know she's maybe listening to you and hearing you, maybe even responding, but she's not really like you don't have her full attention. But if you have that friend and it's just you and her on the couch and there's nobody else around. You're sitting face to face and you're having a conversation. It's much more intimate and you have a full, t full uh, attention. And it's like that with Hashem. You can go to Hashem any time and you can pray to Him any time, but um, Hashem's very busy. He's He's running the universe. <laughs> and so when you when you separate the fellow, this is your moment. This is your couch, you know, face to face, couch to couch conversation with Hashem. And you don't want to miss that opportunity to to really ask Hashem for something. Like And so um, when we separate, then, so we separate the dough and we pray to Hashem and we ask Hashem for whatever it is that we need to ask Hashem for. And oh, another thing, when we separate, it has to be the size of an egg or about an ounce. So that's a that's a pretty substantial piece of dough. Um, and then you bless it and you burn it. Why do you have to separate it? Uh, good question. I said that was one of the things felt for women to separate the color. Mm -hmm. right. why? Because you're separate. Uh, we'll get to that in just like two seconds. Okay. The blessing, for anybody who's curious, is Brukata Hashem Elohim Melachalam, Asher Kishanu Benitzvotav Betivanu, Lahasrish Kala. And it's, you know, rough translation would be, Blessed be God, the universe, who commanded us to separate color. Okay, so I found it interesting that the, the actual, what you separate, 
when you twist off, as you yeah. say, twisting, it's, it, that is the separation part, mm -hmm. that's the hollow. Yeah. What we're left with is, yeah, right. is not the hollow. This is the hollow. That is the offering. That's the hollow. Mm -hmm. I, I thought those hollows like, what? Then, yeah. 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 So the lesson learned and why it's important and why it's what we can take from the actual separation, aside from having that time to show like what we can learn from that practice itself, um, is giving and sharing. And so this is the, the final part of my little teaching. And we'll go to Numbers 15:21, which is the verse where we get the command. And it's the first portion of your needing, you shall separate as a, as a dough offering. In your generations, give the first of your needings to as an elevated gift to a shepherd. And so they, when this verse was stated, this was you give it to one of the Kohanim, and you, and they do that. But since we don't have a temple, we still and we'll, we will reinstate that practice later. But um, we just do it with a challah now, and we bless it and we burn it to our shepherd. What was that reference in Numbers what? Numbers 15, 20, and 21. And so those verses, they're teaching us that before we braid, um, before we braid our color, we take out a small portion, we burn this for a shem, and it's I I kind of thought of it as you want to be asking yourself, um, why are we are we are we taking a portion of ourselves and giving that to a shem? Like are, what in our lives have we not given to a shem? Have we not offered to a shem? Um, and so. That's kind of the, the lesson I took from it. Like, am I being generous with my gifts? Am I being generous with my time? Am I, or am I being stingy? Am I, am I not offering up those things that the nation has given me? You know. So that is um, kind of yeah. Did you mention like the the peach and eggs? I thought it out. Oh, sizing egg burn. And when do you burn it? You burn it what when you bake it. So I've heard in the oven or burn it over the stove, like the gas stove, burn it over the stove. But it, it does have to be like charred. So you would bake the bread and then just leave it in there? Yeah, however long it takes to char it. Yeah. I, think I remember my mother-in-law a few years ago, she saved hers all year and then burned it at this time. Oh, interesting. Just for yeah. Yeah. a bunch yeah. of little... Huge dough balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they were next time. I think they were a little bit smaller, but yeah. she just remembered it. That's interesting. Yeah. Good too. Wow. Well, I have a question. Does it need to be... I invite you to do the toaster oven. I'll just mm -hmm. put it in on broil. Yeah. Yeah. Until it like it's all smoky, yeah. but like it's just it's just part of it. The top part gets burnt, not the whole thing. Is that? Um, typically, what we've done if if you we've separated some and we've got you know, three loaves of challah, it'll be on the tray with the challah, and because it's so small compared to the loaves, it actually just burns to like like more croutony type. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, there's no eating that or anything. Um, I have seen that you take the the separated piece and like flatten it and put it in foil and you put it and make it with color. Um, so I've seen that as well. Um, that seems a little bit, because I wouldn't want the, the color to take out more flavor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Okay. I mean, whatever else for us. Okay. Um, the, the one wrapped in foil, like flattened, because it's, you know, obviously going to burn really quick because it's very thin. Um, that was on Raina's the Persian cookbook lady, um, Persian food from the non-Persian bride. It's a really great kosher cookbook. That's how on her video blogs and stuff that she's made challah. She has challah blog or challah example. Yeah. So, good question. Any other 
that's the lesson to learn. Yes, but okay. that's, that's the command, and then this is the lesson that I kind of took from that. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, I hope that was encouraging. And it, for me, it was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't even know that this was such like, a big thing in that. Because it can be kind of a mundane, like, I make bread from scratch, and you know, the house is a mess, and whatever, and you're getting ready for Shabbos, and so it can be hectic, but we always want to take that time to really use that as much of a coolest and connect with So, um, because it's, it's one of the three ones that are given specifically for women, and so we don't really, like, just got through it, but it's these count. <laughs> so, just yeah. for everybody, mention what the three are. Yeah, so, um, Kala, lighting candles, which are and then Mikvah, I think is the third. I missed Yeah. Okay.
Sunday mornings only do those. That's true. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Um, yeah, I haven't planned it though. Okay. I Two different prize times, or yeah. three. 
The recipe usually calls for your first uh, time to set it to rise. It's usually like two hours or something like that. I have got been able to get away with just an hour. As yeah. long as it's doubled oh, in size. Or hour and a half sometimes. Yeah, as long as it's doubled in size, I always feel like it's, it's fine. So that works. So actually probably about an hour and a half is what I usually let it rise in two different parts. So the first, hour, the first one is one hour. Mm -hmm. And then after you braid it, I let it rise for another 30 minutes, and then I bake it. Does it rise in the oven or is it like I my kitchen is usually warm enough. <laughs> so I, um, okay. I just leave it out covered and so uh, oven so light works good for me. Mm -hmm. Turn oh, the yeah. oven light on for the oven. Oh. The towel. So we have keeps four. it warm enough to yeah. <coughs> the, or, sorry, I use and, and we lay them over like you're making a tic tac toe. And then you kind of intertwine this one so this one goes under. And then this one goes over. And so then you take whichever one is. Yes. No. This one. No. Right here. Whichever one is under, you put it clockwise this way. Hmm. And you go all the way around. And then you go the other way. And so this one now is under, and you go counterclockwise. Um, Yeah. 
moving because yeah, it's the middle of those four which it's going to be off center a little but it's always the middle of the four so
culture or Jew Jewish Judaica stories that are like silicone molds and you just put your dough in there and then it comes out looking like so perfect like lumps and I was just like okay so I'm gonna do that now <laughs> so that's that's it um, girls do you want to start kneading this dough this dough needs to be kneaded more and then we can pack these right into it is not as kneadable and all of that, but it's very softer. It was like trying to knead cookie dough. Oh, okay, yeah, good. I saw a very interesting to still break it. I saw the dough in like this tight icing pipe thing with a, a, a widened, you know, spout or end edge point tip. That's the word. And they just, they squirted some out and and had three of them and did like a three grade and it and it kept the grade form and wow. typical idea. So I thought, oh, well, there you go. That's an interesting one. Wow. I wasn't too sure about what it needs to be. I have no desire to put my I don't really love to braid. It's not like I don't. It's yeah, easier. Is that's not, not why I use it. I I like braiding. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it just you just. I can see how it'd be easier with braiding. Yeah. yeah. The one that we the recipe we yeah, use. We don't use a mixer or anything. I don't know which one you use. But the one we've used and we use the mold for it is it's so liquid and it's almost like yeah. pancake batter. I mean yeah. you can't braid yeah. it. It's wow. just yeah. it's a soup. So you put it in a bowl and pancake. Yeah. Perfect. Not just like you could scoop cookies out of it, you know, like into a wall, but you could. Yeah. But it has been fun to try a few new recipes. So yeah. Here, wait a minute. Who knows? Maybe eventually we be able to bring. So this is just a traditional three-strand